Morning, everyone. Morning. Don't know how small he thinks I am, but it's uh, <laughs> oh, I've got this. Great. Are you all well? You're not. You're not well, are you? You're not well. Okay, so what I wanted to do this morning uh, is I want to just find out a little bit about you. So whether it's the youngest to the oldest, I don't know if you've noticed, but food has been referenced a lot this morning. Have you noticed that? Just, just out of interest, who likes food? Okay. I think some people actually didn't put their hands up and I'm worried about you, quite frankly. So, lots of interaction this morning. So, okay, let's find out who likes food. Who prefers um, a savoury as opposed to a sweet? Okay, okay, all right, okay. Who prefers a sweet as opposed to a savoury? Okay, all right, okay. Let's have a think about this a little bit more because this is, this is deeply significant for life. If you were in a restaurant and it was two courses for 9 99 okay, who would go uh, starter and main? Right, okay. Who would go main and pudding? Okay. Who would go main and main? <laughs> who would go pudding and pudding? Who would say, never mind the cost, I'm having a starter, a main and a pudding? <laughs> the look at you, gluttonous people. Okay, all right, okay, so let's have a little play a little bit more. Who, favourite types of food? Okay, favourite types of food. Who, pr- whose favourite type of food is Italian? Raise your hands. Okay, okay. Whose favourite type of food is Chinese. <laughs> Whose favourite type of food is curry? Oh, surprisingly low for Bradford, surprisingly low. Whose favourite type of food is Greek? Okay, Whose favourite type of food is Spanish? <laughs> Whose favourite type of food is Brazilian? Who would rather go to a world buffet and have the lot? (laughs) We've definitely found where the cuisine palette lives in Sunbridge Road Mission. I love food. I do. I know it might not be obvious to you because I work hard. People have often said to me, Mark, how do you manage to eat so much and yet stay so slim? And I think it's because I've got a fast metabolism. I think that's, that's what does it. But I love food. But have you noticed we, we're a bit spoiled for choice, aren't we? Have you ever thought about that? We're really spoiled for choice these days. Like even on the motorway service stations, it used to be like you'd go to the motorway service station and you had one place where you'd get food, which let's be quite honest, was rubbish. But now... Now you can have McDonald's, Burger King, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Costa, Starbucks. You can go to Waitrose. You can go to Marks and Spencers. There's even a noodle place now. Have you seen those? They're all right. I've tried them all. <laughs> There's two motorway service stations in the UK. I know because I spend a lot of time in motorway service stations that have got Pizza Express. Some of you are getting excited now. 
some of them have got harvester. Have we got any harvester fans here? Yeah, you cheapskates, a lot of you. <laughs> Spend some money and go to a different restaurant, why don't you? But it is, we're spoiled for choice these days. And not only that, you wake up one morning, you think, oh, I fancy a coffee. I fancy a coffee. I'm going to have a coffee. I fancy a coffee, I'm going to have a coffee. I'm going to live dangerously and have a coffee. The problem is, before you even have your coffee, you've got to make a choice. Where do I have the coffee? Do I go? Who's Costa? Okay. Who's Starbucks? Who's Cafe Nero? It's the best one. Who's McDonald's? Who gets excited about getting the free coffee from McDonald's? It's Yorkshire spirit kicking in again, isn't it? Give me that word free. So even before you choose your coffee, you've got to make a decision where you're going to get your coffee. Then you finally make your decision where you're going to get your coffee. Let's say you go to Costa or Starbucks or Cafe Nero, not so much McDonald's, or McDonald's have now got some barista stations appearing in various McDonald's now. So they're ramping it up a level. They needed to. But anyway, there you go. So you go in, you think, right, go to Starbucks. I'll have a coffee. Right. I'll have a coffee. Do I have a Cortado? Do I have it skinny or do I have it full fat? Do I have a flat white? Do I have it skinny or do I have it full fat? Do I have a grand... And the thing, I'll tell you what I'm going to have. I'm going to have a grande skinny caramel macchiato, sugar-free vanilla, extra hot. That's mine. Or, I shall have a cappuccino. Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a, I'll have a cappuccino. Do I have it skinny? <laughs> Do I have it full fat? I'll go full fat. Right. Do I have it small? Do I have it medium? Do I have it large? Have you seen the large? Have you seen the large? The Church of England do christenings in fonts that are smaller than that. <laughs> I mean, they're massive. You know it's massive because you've got two handles to carry it back to your table. It's crazy. No, I tell you what, I'll have a latte. Right, Mr. Barista person, can I have a latte, please? Do you want it wet or do you want it dry? What? <laughs> Did you know you can get a, dry, a wet latte and a dry latte? You didn't know that. Are you bothered? No, that's the apathy, you see, isn't it? Uh, let me tell you, a, wet, a, a dry latte is more froth than liquid. And a wet latte is more liquid than froth. I mean, for goodness sake. It's taken me half an hour to decide what I want to drink. It's taken me half an hour to decide where I want to drink it. And I'm kind of bored now. I'm fed up already. It's, and then, when we get our drinks... We're really disappointed. Have you noticed that? I once, I was at Leicester Forest East Services, which just in case you don't know where Leicester Forest East is, it's just east of Leicester Forest. <laughs> I think so. I've always presumed it is. So I, I was in Leicester Forest East Services about, about four or five years ago, and a gentleman in front of me ordered an espresso. And... Uh, the lady said to him, because he, like, he didn't know what to order, he went through the whole menu. He said, well, I don't want, I don't want too much to drink because I'll need to stop again 
to the toilet, but I need something with a bit of a kick. Right, so the lady said, well, how about an espresso? He said, oh, yeah, I'll have an espresso. I like espressos. So, man, tell you what winds me up when people call them expressos. Did you, does anybody call it an espresso here? It's not. There's no X in it. The X has never been in there, let alone been in there. Now it's an XX. It's never been in there. It's espresso. So I get a little bit unnecessarily wound up. Maybe I've got issues, I know. But I saw this gentleman, he ordered an espresso. At least he said it right. And it arrived, because you know like you place your order and they say your drink's on the end of the counter, sir. You know that, right? So he goes to the end of the counter, gets to the end of the counter, and his little espresso arrives. And he said, he shouted at the top of his voice, what's this? What's this? Lady said, it's an espresso. He said, it's an insult of a coffee. He started kicking off. He said, you should have had more water in it. She said, well, I thought you said you'd have one. Don't you be cheeky to me. And I thought, flipping heck. All of a sudden, this is all kicking off. I mean, I went next door and had a different type of drink because it was getting really, really embarrassing. And yet we've got this massive, massive amount of choice. More choice than we've ever, ever had in the world. But what I've noticed is people seem unable to choose... Not only do the same unable to choose, but when they've chosen, they're often less grateful. Do you, Starbucks, you say, have it your way. Some of you remember a song about doing it your way. Have it your way. In other words, have it exactly how you want, because the most important thing for us is that you have it exactly as you want. But we do live in a world where more and more choice is available. Did you know? Well, you didn't, so I'll tell you. When my little girls were being brought up and my, my wife wasn't working apart from working at bringing up the children, but she wasn't getting any money. And uh, so we had to be a little bit careful. And when we were being a little bit careful, the girls used to love it when we had a treat. Anybody like treats? Yeah? Who wants a treat this morning? Yeah, we're well, not having one. Um, <laughs> So my girls used to love getting treats. And when they got treats, their eyes used to light up and they were so excited. And then Emma started to work for a little bit and earn some money. So we had more money and the treats became more like the normal. And now, I mean, they are really grateful, my children. But by comparison, they're, they're more picky and they're more choicey and they're they're less expressing in, in how thankful they are. And I think what's brilliant about a harvest festival service, it just reminds us to be grateful, doesn't it? It just reminds us to steal a few moments in our life and say, thank you. Thank you to the people that make it. We don't say thank you enough in the world, do we? we because we live in a world where people expect. And it's, I actually... One of my gripes is, you know, when you let somebody through, so, <laughs> there's some groans. You're feeling it, aren't you? It wasn't me, was it, by the way? <laughs> when you let somebody through on the road and it's not, it's not even their right of way. <gasps> All it takes is a quick... It's all it takes. They don't have to get out and do a song for me. They don't have to take me out for a coffee, which is good, because I wouldn't know what to choose and which one to go to. <laughs> All as it takes is a little... Thank you. Thank you. And get nothing. 
Oh, anybody else get wound up with that? And I've been known to drive past going, just say thank you. Just say thank you. In fact, do you mind if I confess something? You want to know what it is first, don't you? But then that means I've already confessed it, so you can't. Well, I'm going to confess something to you. I've known you long enough, right? I was pulling over the other day to let somebody through. Windows was down because it was sunny again. And they came past and they didn't say thank you. And I'm not going to lie, I lost my temper. I did. I said, it's one word, thank you. Say it. And then I drove on. Because it's like, don't take much to say thank you and to be thankful. But unfortunately, because we've got so much choice, we take it all for granted. And harvest is a great time to think about actually amazing stuff that we've got and to say thank you. But you know what? Not just to say thank you to the supermarkets who've put it on, because actually in the cities we, we forget a little bit that actually it's, it's all come from like the farms, hasn't it? And farms across the world actually where people aren't even being paid a fair amount for the work that they've done. We need to make sure we say thank you, which is why it's so important and brilliant that on this harvest service, when we're saying thank you for, let's face it, the lots that we've got, we're taking an offering to help those who haven't got much. That's a really, really important way, isn't it? To say thank you, not just to enjoy. We shouldn't feel guilty or bad for enjoying what we've got, but actually the best way to say thank, thank you is to help other people, isn't it? And the food here is coming to help this amazing um, uh, hope. It's a hope meal, isn't it? I forgot what the name is called now. Free, real hope, that's it, I've spoken, I should remember that, I've spoken it loads, to help, to help people who, who haven't got food, and it's absolutely brilliant. But you know what, in, in all of our thankfulness and gratitude, we need to make sure we say thank you to God. Because actually without God, none of it would happen. Without God, we wouldn't have the stuff that we need. Without God, we, and, and here's a lovely little sentence in the Bible. It's one of my favourites. It says, God richly gives us all things to enjoy life. Do you know, lots of people don't think God wants you to enjoy life. They think that God's miserable. But do you know what? God really wants us to enjoy life, whether we're the youngest or the oldest. But the thing is, God knows the only way we really enjoy life it's not by filling it with all the stuff that we've got readily available. It's by opening up our lives and inviting him, inviting him in to be first and foremost in our lives. See, God made us. He created us. He loves us. He cares for us. He wants what's best for us. And when God made us, he always made us with the intention of knowing him because he knows that when we know him, we've got all that we need. I mean, material things are great. I love material things. I love gadgets. I love my iPad. I love all the fun things. But you know what? If you stripped all of that away, the only real important thing is whether God's in first place in our lives because it's he who really helps us to enjoy life. The problem is, you see, of course, we've tended to live life our way, not God's way, and we've left him out. And maybe the best way for you to say thank you to God, if you don't already know him, the best way to be ultimately grateful is by giving your life over to God. You see, right at the heart of God is giving. 
one of the most famous bits of the Bible, like that every, every Christian probably knows around the globe, is that for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. If you've never connected with God, why don't you this morning give your life over to God and, yeah, present these gifts, but present the best gift that you can, which is your life, to God and say, here, God, I'm giving you my life. So when Phil and I were chatting yesterday over a cup of tea, we both suddenly realised, didn't we, Phil, that actually what, what better way of celebrating harvest than thinking about thanking God for a child, for a new life. It's amazing, isn't it? And this morning we've done what we call a dedication. We've got some people out here and uh, the, the parents have dedicated their child to the Lord. Why? Because those parents have dedicated their lives to God because they're thankful and they're grateful for all that God has given them. And and I wonder maybe this morning whether it might be right for you to dedicate. Let's have another dedication celebration this morning where you say, actually, do you know what? I'm going to dedicate my life to God. I love kids. I've got two daughters and they're brilliant even when they're misbehaving and I get cross I end up laughing don't you how many of you know that kids are the funniest things and the most stressful things on planet earth a lot more hands went up at the most stressful things okay your mum's hands went up at the most stressful things I love it like my daughter like we've had a bit of a a bit of a mare in the house at the moment okay so the dry first world problems the dryer's packed in this is all in the last two or three weeks. The dryer's packed in, the dishwasher's packing in, it's leaving stuff on the plates we never even put there. I don't even want to go there. I don't know where that has come from. Okay, it's, so the dishwasher's packing in, the hoover's packed in, the fridge freezer's packing in. What else is packed in? Oh, the, the ho- have I said about the hoover? Yeah, the hoover's still packed in. Um, what else packed in? Oh, yeah, so, no, this didn't pack in. Robin and me, we were having a bit of a giggle, and Robin's my oldest daughter. We were, she's similar to me, and we both get a bit carried away. And the other night, we were messing about. It was childish. Emma had told us both off. <laughs> Emma's my youngest daughter. Um, no, it's my wife. She told us both off. She said, something's going to go wrong. I said, no, love, we're having fun. It's daddy-daughter time. Stop being so miserable. Anyway, Robin jumped on a bed and it bust. Oh, man. Now the bed's packed in. Like, literally packed in. Like, like that packed in. And I'm going, Robin, what were you doing, you idiot? Why did you do that for? And she said, well, it was your fault. I went, don't blame me. Blame me. Oh, so that's packed in. And then the other thing that packed in, we had next door neighbour came round and told us that our ivy has overgrown and pushed the fence, our fence, which we now have to repair, into her garden, so she's kicking off. I mean, it's not easy, is it? Give me a break. It can be stressy at times. Life can be so stressy. And, and in amongst all of that, it's easy not to be thankful, isn't it? Easy not to be thankful. Life can be stressful. I've mentioned some silly little things, relatively speaking, although when they all happen at once, it can feel like a bit of a pressure. But I, you might be here from the youngest to the oldest, and you've, you've had tough things. And one of the things I've really loved about since I dedicated and gave my life to God is just to know that God is always there. 
I've got to tell you one story. My, my time's nearly gone already, gosh. Um, when when uh, Robin was first um, going to school, and I, I some, sometimes walked Robin into school, and I've got Natalie in the pushchair. Robin's probably, she's about six years old. Now, parents, have you ever been in one of those situations where your child has done something that's created one of those awkward moments for you? Have you, have you ever had them? Just a quick, you, you know the sort, yeah, you know the sort of things. Well, this was one of those moments for me. I'm, I'm pushing Robin, uh, Natalie, in the pushchair to school. Robin's by the side. She's holding my hand. And I'm just like making sure Natalie's okay, making sure Robin's okay. And then I just heard Robin say at the top of her voice, Dad! What, 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 what? Have you seen the size of that woman? <laughs> I said, shut up, Robin, shut up. So then she went like loud. The woman clearly heard it. Right. Robin then said, Dad, she's massive. <laughs> shut up, Robin, shut up. Yeah, but Dad, she's going to break a bike. <laughs> like, what do you do? In those moments, I looked and this, I mean, she was big, but that was un, unfair. And I'm going, oh, no. And it's like, and she's looking and she's like, oh, what do you do? It's like, oh, <laughs> She gets it from her mother. She gets it from her mother. And they like, they really embarrass you and they do things that you really wish they wouldn't do and you tell them what's best for them and they don't do that, but you still love them. And you, you're going to find that already. One of the best pieces of advice I ever, ever got when I had a little one. And have you noticed that everybody wants to give advice when you have little ones? Have you noticed that? It's like the number one thing they do. So my friend said to me, Mark, I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going to give you some advice. And this is what he said to me. He said, treasure every moment, even at three o'clock in the morning, when they're crying and waking up and you're feeding them. Because, and this is what he said. He says, my boy is 18 this year, and this is our last family holiday. And he said, I cannot believe how quickly this has arrived. And I remembered that. And in amongst the inconvenience, in amongst the things that they do that are wrong, and in amongst the stuff when they don't do what you ask them to do, you still love them, don't you? Why? Because you made them. You made them. They're yours. They belong to you. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to really understand, we mess up. We do stuff that's wrong. But God, he loves us. Why? Because he made us. Because he made us with his we belong to him and even when we didn't want anything to do with him, the Bible tells us God still loved us. Even when we were doing things, not just that would be an embarrassment, but actually we're actually wrong. Even when we did all of those things, the Bible says when we were a, a, a far off, a distance away, when we didn't want anything to do with him, God still loved us. See, God was dedicated to us. We talk about dedicating our lives to God, but you don't get any greater show of dedication than when God sent his own son, Jesus, down to planet Earth to take the punishment for the wrong of everybody. I mean, what commitment to humanity. What commitment, what love, what dedication. 
What intense love that when we didn't want anything to do with him, he sent Jesus down to planet Earth. Why? Because he wants to forgive us. He wants you and me to connect with him and his love for our lives. Ah, I love it that Jesus lived on planet Earth and gave us a little bit of an inkling as to what God's like. I love it that he died and took the punishment for my wrong and your wrong, but I love it that he came back alive. See, here's the beautiful thing about Christianity. It's not just about being forgiven for what you've done. It's about getting new life, new life, new start. God's not just forgiven us for where we've been. He's got us a new plan and a new journey to go on where we begin to not just know how much he loves us, but we begin to experience him working in our lives, changing us and actually giving us purpose giving us a reason for living, giving us a reason to be thankful, giving us a reason to keep on dedicating our lives to him. I don't know where you are in your journey this morning, but if you've never ever said yes to God, if you've never dedicated your life to him, if you've never given your life over to him, if you've never said thank you God for all that you've given and for the son of the death of your son, if you've never said that, if you've never said God I want to receive your love into my life, then why don't you do that this morning? That would have, what better way to say thank you to God than giving your life back to him? Let's pray shall we? If you're here this morning and you've never said yes to God, I'm, I'm going to just say a very simple prayer. And at the end of each line, just in your own heart, say, yes, God. You're making that prayer your own. It's a prayer for people who this morning have never said yes to God. And this morning, you're going to give your life over to God. It's simply going to say, God, I know I've left you out. Forgive me for leaving you out. Forgive me for my wrong. Thank you for the death of your son, Jesus. Help me to live for you. I commit my life to you. I dedicate my life to you. That's basically what the prayer is going to say. And I'll pause, as I say, just at the end of each little bit, just so that you, inside, in your own heart, can say, yes, God. Yes, God. So here are the words that, Make up the prayer that you can say yes, God, too. Dear God, thank you that you care for me. Just in your own heart, say yes, God. Dear God, thank you that even though I've left you out of my life, you still love me. Just in your heart, say yes, God. I receive your love and your forgiveness into my 